and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 237 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I almost went into a radio voice there for a second. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's the morning zoo. <laughs> My life is a morning zoo. <laughs> My life is a highway. I want to ride, ride it, it all night long. All night that long. That sounds weird. I don't want to do that. <laughs> That oh, never sounded dirty until this moment. Until this very moment. It's probably my fault. I probably said it dirty. You know you know what it is? I think we're just, you know, Vala has gotten... Vala has been around a lot <laughs> in my brain lately. There, Yeah, there's been some dirty things happen. Um, by the way, I'm Grace. <laughs> and this is Nixie. And this is yes. a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, I think we said that part. Today, nope, I did. we are watching. <laughs> uh, this was confusing because it's a crossover, but technically, today we're watching SG-1. Uh-huh. Season 10. Yes. Episode 3. Yep. The Pegasus Project. Yes. A.K.A. A Crossover Special. Crossover. What y'all didn't see is my fist pumping. It, it, yes. So you, when you say it, you have to fist pump it. <laughs> fist pump. That's my AKA. <laughs> um, my, that's that's more fun. We'll come up with something much wittier. I was originally like two I also, birds. I also, yeah. One nuke. Two chaos muppets. Two <laughs> ships. One chaos, Sam, to rule them all. We'll definitely think of a, a wittier I did, yeah. and better AKA. I, I will, you know, spoilers. I did see something come. I didn't know what. Yeah. But as soon as I saw that there was a ray thing coming and there was an Orion coming, yeah. I was like, oh, Sam is going to throw a sun and take them both out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is metaphorically what she did. But kind of what she did. Sort of really what she did. Kind of black hole instead. Sam is our chaos hero. She is. K. Hero, <laughs> stars in her hands. <laughs> oh, I love That's my new AKA. Sam so much. She she is uh, she is our chaos hero. Why why won't you let me edit? Um, let me edit. So before we get into our, we actually have stargatey things oh. before oh, we, we got get business, into business 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 too business 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 it's appropriate that some of it is business unicorn time for the pegasus episode <laughs> yes now some of it is our business and some yeah. of it is just awesome stargate interested business yeah um so last week it was in my notes but because i am me i didn't <laughs> read it in my notes all right so guys there's two things we love Mm-hmm. Here on this podcast, yeah, in case you haven't heard, Stargate, uh huh, and also tabletop role playing games. Yeah, um, which leads me to uh, something that I have been following tangentially for quite a while. Guys, there's a Kickstarter for a Stargate SG One role playing game. Remember that thing that we never did that yeah, we said that, we thing were that we literally do? had two meetings to 
actually plot shit out Guys, and be like, is, it's made like, a storyline? It's like 30% plot. It, the storyline is there. Storyline's there. I made maps. Yeah. And we are, it's like 30, 40% complete. Uh-huh. We had people, I taught my mother how to play how to play D&D because &D we were making a fifth edition Stargate thing. We even made like homebrews for how yeah. to yeah. heal. Yeah. Um with non-magic. 100%. We went, I went to Maybe the Maybe we should just release our notes <laughs> to the patrons. I went, well, I remember we went through and we figured out all the spells that we would use. Yeah. Be, because you could, I'm like, putting it technology. out now, guys. We're going to release all our notes to the patrons <laughs> so that if y'all want to continue it or use it with the new D&D Kickstarter. With the new, so, because it's, it's, it's not a fifth 5e. It's like its own yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... It is on Kickstarter. You can find it. Uh, Stargate SG-1 role-playing game. They were back 100% pretty damn fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are backers. They have unlocked all sorts of amazing things. Like, at this point, you'll be able to order custom Stargate dice. And guys, here's a secret. I fucking love collecting dice. In case y'all didn't know. You know what I realized? I need new dice. My dice are getting tired, and that's why they've not rolled well. That it could be. So I think I need to ask Santa Claus. For um, a new dice. For a new dice. Um, but it is going to be pretty damn awesome. And, and what's already happened, because this is being released on Tuesday, is on yeah. Sunday. You can probably go find it. They had a bunch of Stargate actors, including one, Mr. David Hewlett. Oh, you know, just uh, McKay himself. McKay himself, um, who we know is, is a D&D fan, um, play online, and you can watch it. Mm -hmm. We will probably go back and watch it. I'm listening, but I'm also taking the picture of my dopey dog. <laughs> um, but guys, it looks really, really cool, and we I've been following this for a while. Uh, the it looks really, yeah, really fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think it would... <laughs> it's not that we didn't want to play a Stargate game before. No. Because the intentions were always there. We just don't have the wherewithal to get our shit we together. We just were planning, and then something else came up, and it was before the pandemic. I would like to blame the I pandemic. I think it was school. I think it was school. I went, so I... Um, um, you guys, if you've been following it with us... <laughs> I decided to start school and then start a podcast. Yeah. Like these two things. Almost at the same time. Almost at the same time. So I've been going to school and going to work and working on a podcast. And, and then you, I joined the board of She's of a not just uh, she's not just taking a class here and there. She's essentially going full time to school, full time work. Yeah, and so when I put it in full throttle was right when we started doing the D and D thing and I was yeah. like, I can't I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Um but, but guess what, y'all? Someone else did it. It's going to be done. Uh, and it is done. It's by Wervin Gaming. I'm super freaking excited for this, guys. Uh, go check it out. What was their name again? Uh, it's Well, if you go to Kickstarter, mm -hmm. um, it's just... So you just search Stargate or Issue 1 role-playing game. I'm sure there's official name that I'm completely Stargate missing. Stargate role-playing game. But it's somewhere. by Wervin Gaming's W-Y-V-R-E-N Gaming. Ta-da! Ta-da! Just in case someone seriously wants to go find it. That's how you But they it. legit... No, they seriously should. Yeah. Because, um, guys, like I've said, D&D's fun, and I like RPGs. Uh, I like RPGs, and I cannot lie. Yeah, I'm really excited. I don't excited. know where I'm going with that. 
Um, there's, there's no, there's no song for that. Uh, the weather is beautiful today. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to call them out by name. I was about to not mention the same thing. The tiny creatures that usually bother the pod don't yeah. seem to be out today. Currently, so they forward. are amusing themselves elsewhere. Yes. Um, and I'm very okay with that. Instead, we have dogs playing with plastic. Yeah, I don't, he's crunching on, I don't know, I don't even know where he got that. Um, but, one more business, 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 and then we'll get to the other stuff. Um, we'll get to I, the not Stargate things. To the, not, to the not Stargate stuff, and then we'll get to the Stargate stuff. We'll just make a nice little Stargate sandwich. Exactly. It's, um, a, it's an amouge-bouge of Stargate, uh, if you will. Speaking of our patrons who I'm going to upload our notes to, I am going to do it. It's going to be an interesting, like, delve into <laughs> our mind, because they're notes taken by Grace as we brainstorm. They're notes taken by Grace, then I have chicken scratch in a notebook, yeah. and then I have, like, map chicken scratch in a notebook. Yeah. It'll be fun. And I have, I do have um, some, I think somewhere, I think I just found them, some uh, uh, character sheets started to be filled out, too. Yes. We rolled yes, on the dice. Yes, we did. We started building the characters. Um, but amongst those patrons <laughs> are some new patrons who will get to the action. I wanted to yes. shout out first names only, because, you know, privacy, uh, to Sam, Patricia, Christine, Sam. Anthony, and Michelle. Sam. Which Sorry. Which one, L? I feel like it's important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, thank you guys. Yes. I, I, I just, uh, life is weird. And we've been, <sighs> know you guys are there and we are so grateful. And I'm, we're going to figure out ways to keep, to, 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 to do we're, fun things. Uh, yeah, we, uh, I, I legitimately have like, we know pod cards. We know. Trust me, we know. We no, have like seven of so them lined up in our idea brains, but none in our. I like, have like two of them actually drawn out. The guys we know. We promise we know. We are in our robot. Look, I'm. I will be happy. I'm just happy. I got my ballot in the mail. I'm delivering mine by hand oh, on Monday. That's an idea. Yeah. I w- so we're mailing ours on Monday. Yeah. Which is why I was saying make sure you because it's Tuesday. Just letting everyone know, uh, if you are mailing them, make sure you have the correct postage on them for wherever yeah. you are. I'm just doubling that shit. I'm yeah. just putting two first Make sure you got an. It doesn't take one stamp. They're bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hand delivering mine. Everyone, go vote. Um, do your things. Do the things. Also, do your research be- before. Like, so that's actually we record on a Saturday. So yeah. Jesse and I are doing what we call a study session. Yep. Um, because uh, we actually land on different ends of the spectrum politically, yeah. which is really fun. Um, because then we get to sit and talk and and and, 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 yeah. and look at the argument from all sides. Um, on the ones that there are arguments for. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> that's just moving on. Uh, ten foot pole. Um, but, you know, it is nice. And so uh, the big nerds that we are, that's our date night tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I went through a couple weeks ago when I still had just a sample ballot. Um, yeah. and, and did all my research yeah. and sat there for a number of hours yeah. looking things up. And If you're ever going to run for local office, guys, do me a favor. Make a website that clearly states your positions on things. Yeah. Because that shit's hard to find sometimes. You know what that feels like to me? Um, and this is the college elitist in me, if you want to use a derogatory term. It's like writing a paper where you didn't do any research. Yeah. And you're just, like, wa- walking around everything. Here is my first paragraph. Uh-huh. That's all I've done so far. It's like, um, you know, like saying... 
not recycling is bad because it's bad for the earth and the reason it's bad for the earth is because you're not recycling yeah it's like but what but why anyways guys go vote <laughs> go vote i don't care how you do it go vote okay okay uh, done with the business 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 have so, you had any chance for pop culture things this week i did do one pop culture thing this okay because as as you heard earlier no maybe not maybe i said that off the pot I did have a sick day. Yes. Uh, I took a sick day because sometimes I get sick um, <laughs> because I have weird immunocompromised issues. Um, but I took a sick day, and although I did have to do a lot of homework that day, I also allowed myself some TV watching. Yay. And I watched a show on Netflix, which is, I don't know how best to describe it. It's just cotton candy. What, what, what uh, show is it? It's called Emily in Paris. I have heard about this show. <laughs> it is by Darren Starr, who did, like, 90210 and Gossip Girl and all yeah. these things. I've heard of this so, show. But it's really sweet. I think you'll appreciate it because she's a Midwest girl. Okay. She's a Midwestern girl who ends up in Paris. Yeah. Uh, some of the things are laughable because she's got a master's in communications. Um, and yeah. she's a PR exec. And that's that's fine. Sure. Uh, but it's fun. And it's, it's pretty... Uh, it's as smartly written as a show like that needs to be. It's I have heard it's one of those just don't think about things too hard and turn your brain off. Well, and the thing is, that's the thing. You don't even have to turn your brain off that hard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's okay. Pretty, it's pretty decent. Okay. Um, and it's Lily Collins, um, who's been in a bunch of other stuff, so she's just fun to she watch. She sounds familiar. She was, well, she's Phil Collins' daughter, but she's also... She was a Snow White, one of the Snow White, one of the bizarre oh, okay. Snow White films that came out at some point, I gotcha. think. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna look her up okay. real quick for y'all. Um, I. But that's what I. Did. In my lead up to playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, oh, have yes. been still diving into Vikings. Nice. Uh, we are on season five. <laughs> the other thing I started doing was I've started a video game. Oh. I have started playing No Man's Sky, which yes came out multiple years ago, and I'm just starting. Oh, it's it. fine. But There's that's so much fine. in it to watch. There's so much to play, and, and I am having so much fun figuring <laughs> out how to fly between planets and building a base and building a second base because <laughs> my first planet is toxic. Of course. And, uh, yeah. And um, uh, it was really fun because I got to uh, get to play with Brother Matt, which nice. is real fun because it's like... It's, it's like old school. Well, it's, it's, it's also just fun because it's just like old school. And we used to sit in the basement and play video games all the time. You're uh, socially distant digital bonding. Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's uh, it's like time and space doesn't matter. Nice. You know, <laughs> that is a nice feeling. Yeah. Um, she was about uh, Lily Collins was in Mirror Mirror. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, she was also in the Tolkien movie. Oh, I did see the Tolkien movie. So she was someone in that. I'm sorry. There's a large dog fitting into the tiniest space in the world next to me. Okay, guys. So let me tell you a story about this dog, and it'll help to, with today's thing. So we learned recently that our our dog, our stormy boy, who likes to bark and make weird sounds, and one time made the strangest sound on a pod uh, that I'd never heard come out of an animal before, um, we learned that he has anxiety. Like yeah. some humans, uh, us being home all the time has been difficult for him. Uh-huh. As I uh, think for many dogs. For many mine. dogs out there, you know, as, as, you know, watch your mental health and that of your animals. Uh, so we learned that he's got some, some, some anxiety that's messing with, messing with his, his dogness, if yes. you will. So he started on some meds to help him with that. They're very mild. 
but they're enough to help him feel like he's not white-knuckling it, if you will. Yeah. So now that he's on his new meds, he's just the doofiest kid in the world. <laughs> like, I never understood when people told us that labs were just doofy. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Like, there's ridiculous. just no other weird word. But, yeah, he's just a doofy guy. He's just, now that he's not so anxious about the world, he's just weird. And so, yeah, he found a spot near NG Nixie that is built for a 20-pound dog. Yeah. And he's like, I, I sit I sits here. I may be three, <laughs> you know, three times that size. Yeah, it's fine. He's but like, I'm, I'm going to sit here. Like this and make a doofy face. Alrighty. Okay. July 28th, 2006. Ciao! It's written by Mr. Brad Wright, directed by Mr. William Waring. Um, guest stars, if you want to call him that, <laughs> Mr. David Jesus, Hewlett. Yeah. It's uh, like the Flintstones Jetsons hour. Yeah. Remember that? Like, yeah. who was even the lead? Joe or the Flanagan. or more, for our younger listeners, the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Oh man. Okay. Okay. That was Nickelodeon. In oh, case you. And I was going for all like the CWs that do like the big crossover. Oh, all the oh I didn't DC even think shows. of those. Uh, Tori Higginson, David Nickel. There is a brief David Nickel. Uh, so Sarah Strange, who plays Morgan Le Fay, has a very long IMDb list, but oh. I just wanted to point out that she was in a classic episode of X-Files called Dwayne Barry, which oh. is probably on most people's... Like, I, I consider X-Files, I think I've mentioned this before, if you're going to make a top episode, you have to have, like, a, a, an episode of the week. Sure. And then you have to have, like, the saga ones. This is probably in the top ten on the episodes of the week. Dwayne Barry is a classic episode. Nice. Um... um and so I started X-Files and I enjoyed it, but there's so much of it there is. that I didn't keep going. So at some point, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for a top 10. Well, it's more of, I wouldn't do a top 10. What I would more do is like, here's just the list of episodes to not watch. Oh, like the okay. Not not watch, but like the but ones like you can the, skip. You can skip, yeah. It's what I did with Clone Wars for you. It's That's like, right. these are the episodes that. that you can skip and yeah. make sure to watch these ones. You can um, watch the other ones in the middle if you want to. Also, how cool is the name Sarah Strange? I know. I mean, it's pretty fun goal. It's how I look at Supernatural. Okay. Because I want to do a rewatch of Supernatural once it ends. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, she's also currently everything occurring role on Legends Tomorrow, speaking of those CWDC shows. Yeah. So Matthew Walker, uh, who is Merlin for a brief second there, not only played Duncan McLeod's father in Highlander... Because oh. Highlander uh, also, spoiler, shows up again in Stargate <laughs> and is nominated for a Leo Award for his oh. role as Merlin later on. Oh, okay. I'm going to sneeze. So, we start on the Kazuntite. Thank you. <laughs> all the wise known as Odyssey, who. And look who is officially all part of the team in the Blacks. It's I really love the BDU Blacks. Time. Well, and Vala looks great in black. I mean, most people look in black, but especially Vala. Yeah. It's something that the hair and the way it pops. It's the hair and then the eyes. Yeah. And then it just, it's just a look. Here's the thing. Um, Claudia Black can pretty much pull anything off. Uh, yeah. Claudia <laughs> Black looks great. End of sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just, yeah. let's just, yeah. let's just do, get let's to just the end of that one. Call us a beta um, <laughs> And she's also put officially put a strict morandum on cultural references that she would not understand. Yeah. That's going to, like, eliminate, like, 40% of Cam's It's 40% of the language. show. Language, yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel's fallen asleep. 
And <laughs> why would you wake anyone up normally who's fallen asleep in the middle of the dining room? Oh, yeah. It's very adorable. It's very much like a little, like a baby in a high chair, like who's sleeping yeah. while they're eating. And, and it's very specifically, as Cam points out, the kid on Christmas morning. Yeah. And oh, yeah. they were at least kind enough to wake him up before the landing. Because, <laughs> oh man, oh man, is he excited. <laughs> I do love the banana tickle. Yeah, I'm gonna call. <laughs> it's like of all the ways you can choose to bug him. Yeah. like really, the banana string. It's, it's a little grody. Yeah, it's weird. That's fine. Do what you gotta. On the bridge, everyone minus Teal, which we will find out about later, stand there waiting to see their arrival. Daniel would not miss us for the world, you know, for all the times. Can you he imagine how sad he'd be if they let him sleeping on the table oh. and then he just, like, landed? Yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. I do know how sad he would be, as I've pointed out previously, oh. when someone <laughs> sets an alarm to watch a spaceship land on Mars. And then I missed it because I set the alarm for oh. the wrong 24-hour period. This is why everything should just be in military time. Bye. Yeah, uh, uh, basically, because yeah. I got AM and PM confused. It happens. You know, my mom still works on military time, and I keep saying I should switch over and never do. Someday I'm going to do it. Someday. I'm going to do it one day. Um, Vala does correctly point out that only two of those three times that he missed Atlantis were her, were her fault. <laughs> well, she's true. She's right. And where, oh, where could there be landing? Naturally, they are there at Atlantis. Okay. And Mira welcomes them as they drool over how pretty the city is, because who wouldn't? I wanted her to be like, please remain seated <laughs> until your odyssey has come to a full stop. I wanted there to just be full out... Welcome to Atlantis World. And then <laughs> <laughs> they just let out fireworks. <laughs> that would be a thing. <laughs> and like maybe there's like a dancers. Yeah. Like um uh I don't know what they're called for other teams, but it, all of the teams have them. Like the gold rush dancers for the oh. Niners. Like the like yeah. the you they're, know what I mean? The dance they're, team. Yeah, they're not cheerleaders, they're dancers. Yeah. And they and they're like flashy. Oh, oh! I completely forgot social media, th not social media, but pop culturey thing that ties in. Um, I am I'm waiting to watch the rest of the episodes because I want to watch them with Nick after we finish Atlantis. But I finally have Apple TV Plus, as I've mentioned. And I finally uh -huh. saw the pilot episode of C with Jason oh, Momoa. Oh, you did say that. Yes, it was. I'm very interested to see the rest of the series. Interesting. Um, and when you mentioned dancers, is why it reminded me is because, like, they go into battle early on, uh, and Jason is it Momoa a dance battle. No, starts a haka dance. Nice. And it's awesome. Okay, I may want to borrow your Apple TV because apparently I don't have it anymore. <laughs> just to see that haka. Just to see the haka dance. Yeah. Um. Okay. So anyway. Um, and then we land. Well, and then Daniel, the end. Daniel has like a little bit of his heavy size. He sees Atlantis because yeah. he wants to just be here and get to research all his own shit. I he wants to, to research. be on Atlantis, please. Yeah. <laughs> and not just here under desperate circumstances. Uh, we're here for business, not pleasure, if you will. <laughs> business, business, business. Yeah. It's <laughs> just the CAK of this episode. <laughs> it's just another mission in which the fate of the galaxy hangs. So basically, it's Tuesday. Uh-huh. And Cam is like, well, let's just take a moment and enjoy this beauty. Yeah. Alrighty, moment over. Let's yeah. go save the galaxy. <laughs> and credits. The end. No nope. more. 
And we actually, I really like, we do hear the Atlantis theme played a few times in this episode. I guess so, yeah. There I didn't is, even think of that. Right here as we come back from the credits. Um, and we are briefing Weir, McKay, and John on the Ori. Oh, yeah. And on the Supergate. Mm-hmm. And all of that shit. And obviously, duh, they thought of dialing up McKay. Like, yeah. I, I love that McKay comes up with all these things where Sam's like, seriously? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of that a hundred years ago. Uh, no one on Earth, the Asgard, no one's been able to dial out. So there is the question of dialing in. And from another galaxy, because that's what the Supergate's designed to yeah. do, is dial in from another galaxy. So... They, I love, I can't get enough of the back and forth in this scene between McKay and everyone. Just yeah, I think, I just, I love this so much. It's this, it's, um, I love it so much because it feels very real, right? Like yeah. a first meeting with people that you want to impress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the person who gets, like, they're not trying to be an asshole or irritating but there's this desire to impress that is so hard that they cannot tone it down. Stop looking at me. <laughs> but it's and so it's it's important to see that and to understand that. I see um, myself in this image and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's it is very lovely. Um, this the. The fun comparisons of dogs fucking. Oh my god, yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah, so, but McKay is just like, well, you can't just dial, like, the power required goes as exponential to the diameter, and Sam's like, yeah, I fucking know that. Yeah. And McKay just continues about how much power you need. It's like putting a St. Bernard together with a chihuahua, and Vala's like, I don't understand that reference. (laughs) I love the way this comes across, too, because this comes across... It's like that move. It's a power move that people pull when someone tells a bad joke. So yeah. you go, I don't get it. Yeah. So that then they have to explain their bad uh-huh. joke and feel bad. So it seems like that's what Vala's doing to McKay's to McKay, part. Yeah. But she's like, no, I really just don't fucking what's the shit I'm not fucking <laughs> And he starts to explain it and Sam's just like, dude, focus. <laughs> I love that there's a room where Vala can go in and just be like, I'm not from Earth. And uh-huh. nobody blinks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nobody thinks twice about it. Um, and if you're wondering where Teal'c is, he is getting a position with a whole other Stargate that we're going to bring into this party pretty I'm soon. I'm really bummed because I did want... We didn't see any Ronan in this episode. No, I there really was no Ronan or Taylor. That Teal'c and Ronan meet. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like they had to avoid it because it would just take over the episode. Well, I think if you are Teal'c, or Ronan, and you run into Teal'c, or, or Ronan, Ronan. <laughs> you have to fight. Not, like, to the death or out no. of anger, but just because you're, like, a worthy opponent. <laughs> Round one. Yes. Fight. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Like, you just have to do it. Like, you just have to throw a punch at each other. Exactly. Go for a couple rounds, and then be like, what's up, man? Exactly. It's just, again, it's the appetizer. Or maybe it's just my fantasy. <laughs> I think it's a ends slightly differently in your fantasy, though. Um, I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna make a Stargate jump. Uh, yes. Remember back in the black hole episode, early I think like season two, and mm-hmm. we set off a charge at the gate when we were connected to a black hole and it jumped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam has read all the mission reports, guys. Remember black hole? Yeah. Cam is. Almost better than Jonah at this game. Yeah, Cam's like, <laughs> I am your Wikipedia. Yeah. What now? 
Imagine, like, if we ever saw Jonah again, him and Kevin would be like, what about that mission? Like, they're just guys <laughs> comparing stats. Basically, yeah. 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 Okay. Baseball stats to them. <laughs> yeah. uh, McKay's like, well, you're going to need a nuke. Yeah, we have one. And you're going to need dialing. Yeah, we have them. And you're going to need, like, whole dude, this is not our first fucking barbecue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, look, the math here is so complex, if not impossible, and you're clearly going to need me. And, mm-hmm. and Vala, unknowing how to deal with McKay in this moment, points out that that's what Sam said, that we were going to need McKay. And Sam's just like, we Shut weren't up. going we were- to say that part we were going to play it cool and not let him know that we like him at all and i mean john's fine if sg1 just wants to keep mckay yeah yeah and they are so eager to let him go they don't even (laughs) ask for anyone in exchange no even though technically they're getting a daniel but they're just like yeah it's fine take him it's fine okay bye so right afterwards cam and john have this really really nice moment and john is like look Here's the key to working with McKay. Yeah. Threaten his life. Yeah. <laughs> we all know it. McKay knows it. Yeah. It's the only thing that works. Here's he a lemon. needs to be yelled at. Um, uh, there was a meme I, I sent my sister once because it reminds me of her and her kids where it's like mom in a Mary Poppins voice. Come yeah. on, kids. Let's all go inside. Uh-huh. And then five minutes later in, in a Batman voice, I said inside. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. she goes, yeah, that's about right. Like, they don't listen unless you yell at them. And that's McKay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mother had just a, a look. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that look was louder than the Batman voice. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. I know that idea. <laughs> that that look was much louder than the Batman voice. My, my dad had a, so strong of that look uh-huh. that my friends were scared to come pick me up yeah. when we were in high school. That look is like a Baylor screaming in yeah. your brain. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, don't make eye contact. It's yeah. very Medusa-like. <laughs> don't, just don't, don't. Just don't look. Yeah. Just quietly. Quietly go do the thing. Go you're... where you're supposed to go. <laughs> go do the thing you were supposed to do five <laughs> requests ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just pretend like this isn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is fine. So for some reason, McKay coming over to John afterwards and laughing at the lemon and being like, Haha, we're actually quite close. We're best friends. Makes me die laughing. It's so sweet. <laughs> We're best, we're best friends. And Joan's like, don't embarrass me in front of the cool kids. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. It was so, oh, it's... Oh, McKay, it's so hard being the butt of the joke. And then, as if these... Okay, let me tell you that the 15, first 15 minutes of the show yeah. is my favorite times of Stargate ever. So, so and to the fun. point where I was doing notes and I had to stop and call Nixie. Uh-huh. And say, I don't know that I'm going to be able to finish notes because i got to rewatch these 15 minutes over and over and over. Okay. Continue. Uh, so now we're splitting the party even more. Uh-huh. Um, Cam and Sam and McKay are going to go on the Odyssey to get the sacrificial gate. And Daniel is going to stay here at Disneyland with Vala uh-huh. to find the weapon the Merlin hid. Yeah. And, and, but first we need to find Vala. You yeah. need, like, here's what you need with Vala. The monkey leash. Well, I was, <laughs> actually, I'm going one step below a monkey leash. Oh, okay. I'm just going... One of the greatest assets of my Apple Watch is the ability to press a button and have my phone make noise. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what you need. On a vala. On a vala. Where's the how to try? I was just thinking a monkey leash. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be derogatory style. Like, yeah. they could both be wearing the backpack. This it's is true. It's just like they're tethered to they're each other. They're just tethered to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when they were actually physically tethered to each yes, other. Yes, exactly. Just like that. <laughs> I mean, you're used to a feeling. Uh, but she's out on the balcony marveling at the view and wondering how many... <clears throat> souvenirs uh-huh. there are in this city. I do love this. Um, I do wish we could get some more Weir and Daniel alone time. Because I... <laughs> because you want Daniel and Weir alone time? I really, really want Daniel and Weir alone time. <laughs> they speak the same language. They do. They just do. Um, and you get more of that later. You get yeah. other glimpses of it. But especially... Uh, they're just both like the thinker-philosopher types. Mm-hmm. And we get a fact that we didn't know. Like, they've actually only explored half of Atlantis at this point. Mm -hmm. But they have schematics to the full thing. Yeah. And it could take a lifetime to understand the city. And Weir has definite plans of Uh doing that. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's interesting that we say Daniel is in Disneyland. Yeah. When really... Daniel is in, like, the really cool library. Yeah. Vala is at Disneyland. Yes. Vala's like, look at all the pretty colors. All the things. <laughs> I want to touch everything. Uh, yeah. Can I get on this one? Can I get on this one? Um, and a short time later is the three of them walk and talk. I don't know if... Now, I have seen this episode a number of times, and I did not catch this until this time through. At the very beginning, it goes by in a flash. But Vala walks off the balcony with something in her hands. Oh. And Zelenka just comes over quickly and takes it off of her hands. Nice. Like, before they even no, get to the they, stairs. You know what? If anyone's sly enough to catch her, it is Zelenka. It's Zelenka. It's the Zelenka. most interesting man in the world. Oh, yeah. Zelenka's like, bitch, I was a spy in another life. <laughs> don't, don't at me. I saw you. Don't at me. <laughs> um... So we're and Daniel are going on about the complexities of keyword searches. No, wait. Now I'm like kind of enjoying this idea. What would happen if Vala and Selenka got together? Oh. Because she thinks he's just this like cute little uh-huh. smart man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until he takes her ass down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'm done. That <laughs> I just would needed be to. Amazing. I needed to revel in that for a second. That would be amazing. Yeah. Could you imagine just like. Just imagine an Atlantis escape room oh. with Zelenka and Vala. Oh, brain. Okay, <laughs> yes, we're back. That would be so much fun. I just think they're very well matched. I, th- I think it would be really, really interesting. Because Zelenka seems like nothing phases him. And it takes a lot to face him. That's what I mean. Which and is why I find it so adorable that one time he was off planet and like one spark made him jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just seems so cool. I think Vala would be what like shakes him. Yeah. If you will. I'm down for it. Um, like he, just, I've never met a woman like Vala. That is a, uh, that is a ship that I had not thought about before, but uh-huh. I'm kind of down for. Look, Zalenka, if you're looking Vala. for good ships, you've come to the right grace. <laughs> <laughs> I ship it. Uh, so, but anyways, there, we're in Daniel are talking about the complexities of keyword searches, which story <laughs> of my life. Oh, um, God, don't get me started. And I'm looking at UAP. Yeah, I was not being kidding on that part. <laughs> and, and Vala just wants to go sightseeing. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yep. On the Odyssey, McKay and Sam are in the nuclear warhead containment room. Sure, yeah. 
Sam's like, hey, check my math. And McKay's like, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, you're Sam's Sam. like, literally, this is why you're on this ship. Yeah. Math. But McKay first has a moment of honesty. <laughs> this is, this is uh, what ingratiates us with McKay. Is as annoying and weird as he I is. Know. He's so vulnerable. He does stuff like this. Yeah. And he just wants to tell Sam that he wanted to thank her for being with her in a moment of need and helping him when he was alone and in the dark. And Sam is cringing, not wanting to know yeah. where this is going. But he's like, no, I I legit had a concussion and was like legit about to die yeah. under the sea. <laughs> and my brain made a Sam to be like, help me out of yeah. things. And Sam's like... That's actually really... Was I naked? You know, she could have not asked. She could have not asked. But then she did. And at least he's honest and is like, partly, yeah. And, and you know, the fact that she asked means she kind of already knew the answer to she, that question. Well, I think in her mind it was either going to be fully or par- like a yes or a partially yeah like she knew there was something there coming there was some level of skin showing yeah and it, yeah it was more like morbid curiosity at yeah. that point on her part cause she also knows he's not gonna lie no yeah and you know it's it's interesting because there is a part of this relationship and and how this I don't know if I want to call it flirting because it is one directional is slightly problematic, but also Sam's like, yeah, no, I got, I got this fucking canceled. I will shut this down if I need to. It's a, it it is, it is interesting. Um, yeah, there's so many ways that this could go. You could take this as this is, this would be a great discussion because it's like, is it problematic? Is Sam saying no? Is Sam not interested? Is yeah. Sam just being guarded? Or, or, you know, is... Has she asked him to stop before? And, and, and this comes up later, I think, to me even more when on the bridge and he's about to make a comment about, you know, how finds her intelligence or whatever, but say sexy. And Ed, before he can say sexy, Cam just steps up to him and goes, yeah, how about you don't, dude? Yeah, that, that part is, uh, he, he plays Sentinel really well. Um... So, yeah, and so that makes me wonder. It's like, well, what's the backstory here? There's so many ways. Has Sam gone to Cam? Yeah. And gone to the others and said, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to directly don't address it. I think he, she has. She might have. But know. it's it's such a difficult call, right? Well, and the reason I don't know if she has is because Sam being Sam, like, Sam would have just gone fucking stop it dude well that's what we want to assume this right is true so that's the other thing this is why it's a great this would be a great study in an actual class yeah uh, about these type of things where it's like you assume that a smart confident woman in the workplace is the same woman when placed in the situation and it's okay if she's not the and, and I will tell you the con- the contextual Sam evidence why yeah. I think she would have. Yeah. Because the very first time we saw Sam, she made a comment of, like, just because my reproductive organs are on the inside of my body instead of the outside, like, yeah, shut that's the true. fuck up. Yeah. That's part of the reason why... That's true. I'm like, it's Sam, yeah. and she would and, have no and, problem. And this is, again, this is not me dogging on McKay or, this, or me oh, trying yeah. to call anything else. I just think it'd be a great source for a conversation. Yeah. Um... It'd be fun. And and here, again, it's Stargate. It's light. There's, it is. We're not trying to take it to another place. No. Ultimately, 
we know the intentions of everyone aboard. There's no, yes. there's nothing sinister or insidious or uh, derogatory. Yeah, it's like because happening. we know these characters. Yeah, you know, here's the thing: is in its interest when we first saw McKay, that was one of the first things we said about McKay. Like those are disgusting comments. Yeah, and it's and being put towards Sam. And now we that we know McKay more. Yeah, it's almost like it's not it, not excusing it in any way, but it's like we know McKay's intentions behind it is because like this is someone who McKay legitimately respects. Yeah, and likes. Yeah, and it's like the only way he knows how to yeah. say it. It's 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 the same thing of of young boys picking on the girls they like because they don't know anything different and McKay's just still stuck in it. And the hope would be that as he grows, he grows to learn, well, maybe there's another way to share this. And maybe, you know, and my my thought would be if we met McKay today, what, 10 years later, 15 years later? Oh, it's 06. 06, so So almost 15 years later, that if we met McKay now, he'd be like, here's what I learned from this and I think we would because yeah. again, look at the McKay we first yeah, met. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we do, we see some growth, and we learn that he's open to learning. Yeah, we learn that he's not ponytail. Because hundred percent not ponytail. Because look at the, you know, he, what did it? McKay's, I didn't mean really to give well, no, us down this like, rabbit hole. McKay <laughs> self conscious did what McKay McKay self conscious kept for better or for worse. Kept Sam clothed. Yeah. He, yeah. You know? And didn't change the way she spoke to him. Nope. Didn't change her intelligence. And there's no point in this scene that he said anything, like, questionable to Sam. No. Or he didn't, He wasn't like, I saw your boobs. Exactly. Or anything. You know what it I mean? It was only one line later on that Cam's like, don't finish that line. Yeah. That is anything close to the old McKay. Yeah. And even then, he was... He listened to Cam. Yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I should not yep, finish I'm that I'm going to stop. I got excited. <laughs> I really like this woman, and I yeah. don't know how to not show it. I mean, to me, this scene here shows McKay's He's growth. He's Yeah, yeah. Uh, what an interesting uh, topic. Okay, we're going to keep moving. Okay, but McKay is <laughs> going to go check that math. Social interactions corner, according <laughs> to Grace, I guess. So we're brings him into the holographic library. Yes. And we saw this in the pilot episode. And look, you can get pretty much all the same info from pretty much any workstation Atlantis. But I mean, this is the cool way to do it. Yeah, this is the fun. Um, yeah, the 3D series. Yeah. <laughs> and where it gets called away fairly quickly and leaves Daniel and Vala to do, but warns them that the hologram can seem patronizing at times because she was designed to teach very young children. This is where we learn that um, Michael Shanks... Um, and some of these writers are Canadian because they say grade five yes. instead of fifth grade. Yes, <laughs> I had definitely noticed that. <laughs> weird. Just those weird, slight cultural differences. Yep. Um, and naturally, Daniel has to race Vala to the interface. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I won't play with the toy. No meat. No meat. So the Odyssey heads to a black hole. And sure. we see the accretion disk in the distance. And yes, they are going to safely stay away from that thing because don't fuck with black holes. And as McKay annoyingly points out, what you're seeing is the accretion disk and not actually the black hole. I I love that everyone's like, we don't. 
here's my favorite moment is for half a second Ben Browder breaks the fourth wall I don't know if you noticed yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was just for half a second. Almost broke that fourth wall. Is he went? He didn't go full Ferris Bueller. He um, just broke it a little. And I know I've talked about black holes here before, mm. but because the opportunity has arisen, we had some really cool black hole news recently. Oh. So if if anyone knows or not, black holes and their research won the Nobel Prize in Physics this year. Oh. Uh, to Roger Penrose and, I apologize for names, Meinhard Genzel and Andrea Getz. So, Pen, so it's, it was like a, it was split between Penrose and then Gendel and Getz. Okay. So it's like a, a, a half and then quarters. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so Penrose has been working They're for- They're the et al. of the research <laughs> exactly. favor. Got it. Okay. Um, well, they worked separately type thing. Oh. So, like, they they were given it for almost, for both working on black holes and they built. Okay. But they had two sort of separate ideas. So Penrose has been working for decades and decades and decades on black holes. Wow. Like, it's been one of the things. And he is one of the people that was the heavy contributors to proving that black holes were real and not just theories. Okay. Like, that's... Black holes being an actual thing and not a theory is actually a relatively new concept in physics. I guess that okay. I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah. To be able to prove a black hole, black hole doesn't seem. I like mean, an we're easy talking o- only in the past decades. Wow. Okay. Uh, because Einstein, like when Einstein was coming up with these theories, even when Stephen Hawking early in his career, like they were theories. Well, yeah. I you know even the theory of a black hole is fairly young. Yeah. In the history of science, a hundred, just over a hundred years or so. Yeah. So. Um, Oh, you know the impossible triangle? Like, we saw the stairs in Inception. Okay, It's like yeah. that 3D triangle that looks like it's it's curving yeah. in an impossible yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. It's called a Penrose triangle. Oh. This guy made... This guy Bro, this guy is a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he worked close, really closely with Stephen Hawking. Penrose is a good name for a dog if anyone out there is a science geek is, and wants to... Yeah. You imagine just calling him Pen? I know. Well, our neighbor has a dog named Penny. It's just a sweet... I always wanted to name a dog Feynman. <laughs> Feynman. <laughs> I do like that. Because I'm that nerd. Um, so he was I'm going to name my next dog Chaucer. <laughs> you know, I... That's a good name for a dog. <laughs> it's a good name for a dog. I mean, he would just wander naked. I feel like Ch- yeah, Chaucer would be... It feels basset houndy. Something that's very, that's a very emo dog. Yeah. Something a little, I just, I don't know. Bloodhound feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Something with floppy ears. Yeah. I just see floppy ears. Okay. I'm done. So, but he was awarded the, the Nobel for his discoveries about the formation of black holes and how they tie into the prediction of general relativity. And just, okay, general relativity. Okay. This is okay. 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 Hang on. I'm putting my, my good brain on. Okay. So okay. There here is how I keep track, because you know that I have a bad memory. Yeah. I keep track of general relativity versus special relativity. One has to do with, um, like, the speed of light and okay. shit. And one has to do with, like, gravity. Very basically. Okay. <laughs> like, super basically. Okay, okay. Gravity and speed Jeez. of light. Well, the reason I remember gravity, like, general relativity and gravity. G. G. Also, because when you flip a G on its side, it looks like a gravity well, kind of. Okay. 
G for gravity. General gravity. Yeah, that's the extreme. General gravity. Basic general gravity. <laughs> um, and so Gendel and or Gens, the other two. Yeah. I apologize. They're a really, really cool thing. It's L. It's L. <laughs> so Sagittarius A is the black hole the center of the Milky Way. Okay. 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 So it is actually really tiny. Okay. Like, and it's hiding behind a whole bunch of gas and flotsam, so we can't, like, see it. Besides the fact that, again, you can't fucking see black holes. Right. So instead of trying to see the black hole or the accretion disk or anything, what they did is they followed the closest star we could see to it. And they tracked that star. And then went straight on till morning. Straight on till morning. Okay. <laughs> so. And these two... They work together, but they work together as, like, those friendly rivals that just, sure. like, push themselves their whole career. And they, they have two separate teams. One okay. um, working out of the very large array, which is okay. in Europe, and one working out of Keck, which is the one in Hawaii. Okay. Because they needed... Those are the two There's an powerful. array in New Mexico that I only recently learned about. Yeah. It's the... Well, it's... It's I also, like, the something learned about array. It yeah. because it's from Contact. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry, cool. I just got excited because I knew a thing. It's a it's a giant radio telescope. Ah, nice. And what it actually is is like a whole bunch of radio telescopes put out in lines to essentially yeah. form one giant radio telescope. So I they can use find... all of them together, or they can use them in portions. It's got such a generic name. Um, yeah. Somebody requested an image of it, uh-huh. and I was like. <laughs> I need more information. And I clearly was not working. But at the then time. I Googled it and I was like, oh, that's what this thing is called. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically, they kept track of this one star and it was through observational data that okay. proved that this black hole existed. So basically, by what it did to the star is how yeah. they proved that it was there. It's how it's, it's kind of like proving wind it. exists. It's Kinda, like you yeah. can't see wind, but you can see what it's doing to this hundred percent. That's really cool. Uh, and also, like they also were able to prove that supermassive black holes exist. A supermassive. So the black one that hole. came out oh, as an baby, image. Last Sorry, year, I got into supermassive black hole. The one, you know, the big deal came out last year because we saw a photo of a black hole. Yes. Like, that's a supermassive black hole. Like that's a fucking giant black hole. Big black hole. The one at the center of our galaxy. Just to give you like. Do they name them? They, they have names, like our, the one in the middle of... I forget the name that they took a picture of, but like the one in the middle of our galaxy is Sagittarius A. Okay. That's like another That's kind of boring. Yeah. I thought they'd have cool names like Stormageddon. Stormageddon, Dark Lord of all. <laughs> the one at the center of our galaxy. Now, um, keep in mind how big our galaxy is. Like, our yeah. brains usually can't grok yeah. how big this Milky Way is. Yeah. The because our solar our system is like a grain of sand in the Milky Way, right? Oh, yeah. It's like for yeah. lack of a better comparison, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one at the center of the galaxy. What the the stat I read is that, um, it is basically if you compare it to our solar system, it is smaller than the orbit of Mercury. That yeah. is okay. My brain's gonna explode. Uh-huh. I'm trying. And that is basically the gravity well that's in the center of the galaxy that helps hold all this shit together. There's so there's like this tiny little like speck of dirt uh-huh. in the middle of a fucking beach. Yeah. That's holding everything in place. Yes. Uh, 
Are my ears bleeding? Almost. Almost. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wowza. Back Wowza. to Stargate. Talk about being underappreciated. Yeah. Y'all, if you ever feel underappreciated, consider, is it Sagittarius A? Sagittarius A. Just think of we Sagittarius can't even see A. It. We can't even see it. There's stuff in the way. Let's uh, raise a glass in tribute to Sagittarius A and all underappreciated <laughs> workers out there. All essential workers in the Sagittarius A is the essential worker of the Milky Way. Yeah, he's like the, the, the patron saint of essential workers. Yeah, it's like it's like there. It's like you know, there's a grain of sand behind Guys, your guess fence. Guess what the pod card is? <laughs> it's like there's a grain of sand behind your fence. Yep, somewhere out there. Yeah, somewhere out there. If love can see us through, we'll be okay. I'm done. <laughs> I almost wore my Land Before Time shirt today. Oh, my God. So, back to Stargate. Never look up what happened to the little girl in that Oh, I know what happened to the little girl, unfortunately. Just, just, uh, yeah. Um, So, they release a gate out into space. Just drift out towards that black hole. Wow. And McKay missed lunch. She's going to go... Gonna take a while for the gate in position. Make a Sammy. He's gonna make a Sammy. Anyone else wants some? And I love everyone just staring at him. Yeah, it's like... You know, um, I'm trying to think of places I've worked at or been at where it's like, there's office culture, right? And so Atlantis has a lot more of a casual Uh office culture in their science department, whereas SG, the SGC teams (laughs) have a bit more... Especially on Odyssey. Yeah. uh, Especially the Odyssey team in particular is a little more, like, buttoned up. Like, okay, let's put it this way. Um... I thought I had casual office culture when I moved out here, coming from California, which meant I sometimes would wear jeans. Yes. With my outfits. Yeah. And then I came out here, and our boss was military, and he's like, <laughs> no jeans. And I'm like, no, these are my work jeans. Yeah. And yeah, so these it are was, my work jeans. <laughs> these like, are the ones that have holes in them. Yeah, these are my dark <laughs> jeans that have no... These are my my press jeans. Yeah. These, these, are are my, g- these jeans cost more than your slacks. <laughs> exactly. Jeans. <laughs> And uh, I feel like that's what McKay's going through. Like, yeah. it's just different office culture. Well, I mean, I thought the office culture was fairly lax at work until I moved into this new office. It's right down the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one where sometimes you don't wear pants. <laughs> I made a new pair of work pants yesterday. Can I just... This so is one morning. You guys, you know I sell, right? So I made a new pair of work pants. It's literally purple sweatpants. <laughs> there was one morning where I woke up late. And I literally just brushed my teeth and sat down and went, do I have any meetings? No. Great. (laughs) Just work in my pajamas. No one can tell if you just have underwear on. (laughs) space, no one can. In in work from home. In Zoom, no no one one can can see you with pants on. Thank you. We actually had that joke in our last meeting. Okay, so um, okay. Daniel is studying the holographic view of the Milky Way in the library room, tracking planets. Daniel's trying to do this methodical way, the researcher's way, the, like, respect of nerdery way, and Vala's like, I'm bored! I do love this. I love this so much because I... It took me a long time to understand that Daniel approach. Oh, and uh, see, it took me a long time to understand the Vala approach. Because it's like, walk around it, walk around it, go through, walk around it. Yeah. Whereas Vala's like, 
Just ask the goddamn question. <laughs> I'm always like, I want to see if I can figure this out myself. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 get, just go hit the button. Up and ask if they have it. Stop yeah. wandering the aisles. Yeah, just come for the love of all. And he does. And he's like, fine. Where are these planets? And they're like, they're right here. Yeah. It's like, see? You know, part of it, I think Daniel was just enjoying his time with, uh, with, yeah. with 3D Siri. I want to wander the aisles. Yeah. I may get more out of walking You the never aisles. know what else you'll find. Exactly. And I think that's what he was doing. He was mining it. So back out at the black hole. Oh, I, no, I think there is also just an arrogance in Daniel going, well, that's the too simple. It's not going to be that easy. That for sure. Because I, that's what I'm guilty of a lot of times. It's the arrogance of like, well, if it was that easy, someone else would have found it. So clearly yeah. it's more and we need my expertise. Oh, I love the path of least resistance. It's like, let's try it the easy way first. I want all the resistance. <laughs> I do love the idea that this ascended being, Morgan's just sitting there like, oh, dear God, just ask me the question. Oh, dear God. How long do I have to sit here with this obnoxious dude? And she's like, I don't want to play this game anymore than I have to. Okay. Okay, I'm done. So back out in the black hole, they're ready to go. And apparently there's a rule about not eating in the corridors of Odyssey. <laughs> so they get the wormhole established. They send out the collect call to Teal. And we hear him a little slower because of time dilation. It sounds all goldy. It was really fun. It sounds fun. super goldy. But the connection is solid. And we see Teal in an Alkesh by the super gate, who's like, I've been fucking here for hours guys you people are late it, it goes to show who's Teal'c is too because I feel like anyone else would have put a book down or at least yeah. a comic book down yeah when they called I was like oh thank god you're here I was just sitting Teal'c's here just reading. meditating and he's bored. just staring into <laughs> fucking blackness staring into the void yeah until you are ready I will sit here and stare into the blackness Okay. There's been no aura activity, though. So we're going to get this party started, and Cam wants to set off a big old firecracker. Let's do it. But McKay first needs to decrease the yield of that 26 megaton firecracker. And Sam's like, look, I knew you were going to I knew you were gonna try to take the yield down. Yeah. You know, I. she wants to take the risk. And that's when McKay's about to say something uncouth. Uh-huh. And Cam's like, check yourself. Before I break you, it's very, uh, it's very like Cam takes the social sentinel feat. Yes, if you will, uh -huh. like it's like you're gonna go through me before you decide to land this over there. Yeah, um, it's very, it's very charming. Yeah, and it's also a little bit brotherly, um, but it's also, most importantly. A great sign of, like, he's the leader of this team. Yeah, he's, he's like... He's like, this is my scientist. Don't fuck... Well, don't fuck with this. I, there's multiple routes. There's a little bit of just, like... I, I. We get enough of Cam, I think, at this point, that in any given situation, if someone is saying some bullshit to a woman, Cam would be like... Well, yeah. Fucking... How about you don't? Yeah. Also the, this is my team, don't fuck with my team. Yeah. Also the, she's busy, go do your own shit. Yeah. How about stop? Also, can you educate yourself and not yeah. talk like that to a woman? All in one stare. <laughs> All in one stare. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't... Like, notice how in this moment he doesn't pull out a... My grandma would say... Yeah. <laughs> There's no time for cutesiness in That's this later. moment. That's later. Yeah. That's later. Yeah. Um... 
And with everyone in a safe distance and both galaxies, they launched the first warhead, and after a very pretty graphic show, it don't work. It not pretty. I love how small that gate is yeah. in comparison to that so fucking tiny. I love that we get to see it. That it's just like a pimple. To <laughs> fully understand the size of that super gate. Yeah. And therefore, the size of those Ori ships. Yeah, yeah. Back in the hollow library. Um, look, we got what we came for. Mm-hmm. Tay with Valkarush and Velotor, which I'm pretty sure my system auto-corrected those yep, to be not that. Not right. But Vala's like, cool, let's go tell someone. Mm. And then toast with exotic drinks. <laughs> Daniel's like, no. No, not yet. That shouldn't have worked. Yeah, this was, again, he's in the this was too easy. Like, wow. legit should not have worked. Like, how can a database just translate in real time a language that didn't exist for 8,000 years after the database was designed? It's like, shut up or else I will die. Poor Morgan. Daniel wants the hologram to go through all of the Lantean <laughs> citizens one by one and Vala slowly crumbles. Yeah, this is torture for Vala. I mean, why does he make her sit here? Just because he has to babysit her? Because would you fucking trust Vala loose on Atlantis? No, but I might... (laughs) Here's the problem, is I only see this through Vala's eyes and not Daniel's. But I'd be like, maybe let her go with somebody else! And it's like, no, no one else can handle her. Well, and I think there's a little tiny bit of... So I think it's twofold. I, I, first, I, Daniel is going to feel responsible for Vala's actions. Yeah. Because Vala, Daniel is the one that vouched for Vala. Yeah. So it's a little bit of like, no, you need to stay with me because my ass is on the line too. That's true. And I think there's a tiny bit. I mean, I do think there's a part of Daniel that very much enjoys this back and forth. He does. And it's also yeah. some of like, if I have to sit here and do this, you have to sit here and do this. Yeah, too. you have to sit here and keep me company because if fuck I this. don't get to go have fun, you don't get to go yeah, have fun. Yeah. And then there's a like a sliver of like, you have some decent ideas sometimes. Yeah, you you are good to faces. Yeah, fine. I will resentfully admit that. <laughs> On the Odyssey, McKay and Sam are arguing over yield calculations while they walk and talk with Cam, and McKay's like, this is absolutely impossible. You can't run high voltage with an extension cord. Like I said this before we left Atlantis, and Cam points out that McKay only said it was borderline impossible. Uh-huh. And, you know, this is... This is... Tell Sam, like, this isn't the... This isn't the McKay you've talked about. This isn't the McKay I've heard all these stories I about. I do love that. It, I do love that he tries that approach and McKay's like, that's not gonna work. I have no... <laughs> I have no bride. He's like, fine, here's a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately like, I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go do math now. Yeah, I do love how clear we are about McKay... You can't... <laughs> guilt you, him. Well, not even guilt, but, like, for some people being like, oh, you're not who we thought you were, yeah. their pride would ruffle, and they would be like, well, I'm going to figure it out. McKay's, McKay's pride like, is none. so far above that. Yeah, like, it has nothing to do with that. He's like, no, nah, I already said it. I can't do it. So His ego is nigh untouchable. Untouched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That candy coating around that ego is pretty unbreakable. It's a fucking jawbreaker. Uh, and, <laughs> and this is where we get Cam's grandma saying, mm-hmm. if, if at first you don't succeed, try a larger thermonuclear warhead. Yeah, that sounds like a grandma. It does sound like a grandma mm. thing. 
Oh, we talking about nuclear thermal thermonuclear warheads. <laughs> oh, grandmas. In the hollow library, uh, Vala is bored beyond bored. Mm-hmm. And looking at the Lantian family album. But Daniel's looking for someone. Yep. And they both freeze when they see someone they recognize. Dun, 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 dun. One Merlin Murden Miros. One singular Merlation. <laughs> so, I don't know where I'm going. Sorry. Every little bum he makes. <laughs> 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 and the the hologram says this is this is Moros, the last high ch- uh, chancellor, counselor mm-hmm. of Atlantis. And Vala's like, cool. So he hid shit here for us to come back and find. Yep. And Daniel's like, no, nope, nope. And and the uh, the hologram says that the first human here after Atlantis was abandoned was Weir, which is accurate. Well, Weir was not the first one through the Stargate. Weir was here because she aged and kept Atlantis working. Yep. So Vala is still on the page of, look, we fucking got what we wanted. Who cares how we got it? Yeah. We we got it. Uh, Yeah. And this whole time, you know that Morgan's like, listen to Vala. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Just go. Because I'm about to disappear and replace you with the real hologram. Yep. (laughs) I'm out. <laughs> Gotta go. Because we do, uh, you know, there is an actual hologram. Yeah. And I She's do think in the pilot using, episode, yeah. it was the real hologram. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Daniel knew Merlin would be in that photo album. Mm-hmm. He was looking for someone else. And the hologram did say the first human to step foot on Atlantis. He's like, I saw you choose your words. Yep. What about ascended beings? She's just like, damn it. <laughs> Leave it alone. And Daniel I feel realizes, like this is like a kid whose mom's having a conversation with another adult. Yeah. And the kid's just like, but mom, it's like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know that feel. I've been that kid. <laughs> you were that I'm, kid. I'm that a kid a lot. <laughs> so many times. Mouth. Okay. So, Daniel realizes this is not a hologram. Yeah. And she looks directly at Daniel and is just like, Daniel fucking Jackson. (laughs) You have what you need. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. That's his new middle name. (laughs) Daniel motherfucking Jackson. You have your answers. Dad. Go act on it and get out of here. Stop asking me questions. Just, just get out. <laughs> and she disappears. Yeah. I do love the side eye she gives him. Like, Major side uh, eye. <laughs> um, I, I like that he's right, though. Yeah. Serious sentient. 100%. On the Odyssey, McKay has it. It's going to take some improv work, but he figured out it's not necessarily how powerful the explosion is. It's Mm -hmm. how long it takes. Yeah. It's not the the size of the explosion, but the endurance. Sam jumps. Oh, jumps. It just skips the rest of the speech. She's like, yeah, 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 I got it. It's two bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm smarter than you. Got it. Bye. One a few seconds after the first. And yes, McKay already has the calculations. 
Uh, and he's agrees. He's like, well, yeah, it usually does help when you threaten me. Yeah. So they have four bombs. They're gonna have two shots at this. But there is one issue that if if with this double explosion, it may blow the Stargate too close to the wormhole. Yeah. Or the black hole, I mean. Mm-hmm. And Emerson does not want to take the ship any closer than they currently are. <laughs> yeah. Emerson's like, hey, this is all well and good, things that you want to do, but we're still here yeah. and exist. And, like, that's a black hole. Yeah. That's still a black hole. And, like, they're probably dealing with actual time dilation. I don't know how big it is, but there is definitely more time passing on Atlantis than there is on the ship right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Back on Atlantis, Solenka has called Weirin. We have a high ship on long-range sensors. Mm-hmm. But that high ship is not heading towards Atlantis. It's going towards... The Odyssey. So many fun times. And you know, Odyssey doesn't have a lot on their hands. No. Let's just and the right. black hole is blocking their communication in and out. Yeah. And probably their, sh- their, their sensors. And they're not going to see the Wraith coming. Mm-hmm. So they have to tell them the hard way. They yeah. can play a giant game of Galactic Telephone. Yeah. Galactic Telephone is a new band name. 100%. A.K.A. Galactic Telephone. They're going to ferry the message all the way to Teal'c. And we get a little uh, cameo from Walter. Oh, yes. And Weir's also going to go tell Daniel. And she- Weir finds Daniel just yelling at the air. <laughs> and Weir's just like, what the fuck? fuck did I just walk in on? Who are you talking to? Yeah, can you not yell at my hologram things? And Daniel's like, look, I don't know what the fuck she's calling herself these days, but I know where's Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. Where's even more confused now. Yeah. <laughs> she steps onto the platform and the hologram comes up, acting normal. Proper as usual, exactly the way we're always interacted with it. Uh, it's a hologram of a Lantean woman who lived thousands of years ago named Gala Slale. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And, and Vala's like, yeah, but she told us exactly what we needed to know. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're still, like, need more. Yeah. Daniel plays back the last thing Morgan Le Fay said directly to Daniel, calling him by name, and we're still like, what the fuck happened while I was gone? Yeah. How, how, why is, what's happened, what's, what did you guys do? Daniel has another idea. You said this place uses a lot of power. How much has been used, power-wise, yeah. since we've been in here? And Chuck looks it up. None. Oh, no I wanted power. to mention, I didn't notice until this episode that Chuck reminds me of Brother Matt. <laughs> a little bit, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. I can see it. Okay, that's all. I can see that. <laughs> um, and the only power that's being used in that room is lights. And Vala just points... At Morgan Le Fay is like, fucking got you. Yeah. Ha. Weir goes to apologize to Daniel and Morgan Le Fay gives up the act. She's like, eh, no, I guess it's me who should apologize. Yeah. I do love, I do love the when Weir walks into this room. <laughs> you know, like, there's this phrase where it's like, I'm going to go yell at God for a while. Uh-huh. That's basically what Daniel does this episode. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So she's just like, oh, he's just lost his mind. He's just yelling uh-huh. at God. Cam gives Teal'c a heads up. They're going to try this again once more with feeling. Um, stand back, everyone. Sam says this is, could blow up both gates, which is a reoccurring theme, possibly mm-hmm. blowing up both gates. McKay's like, that's eh, a five to seven chance. We're yeah. going to blow up the gates. So they try it again, and it doesn't work. Nope. 
Uh, it was close, though. Some energy did start to arch over to mm -hmm. the super gate. Sure. So with this being their last chance, McKay's like, well, let's just increase all the yields to max. Blow this shit up. Yeah. Go bigger, go home. I, I mean, what's our other option? Die at the hands of the Ori? Uh, yeah. Emerson is not happy about this because <laughs> the Stargate was then pushed closer to the black hole. He's like, how about not die? So in order to beam the warheads over, they have to get even closer. Yeah. And their systems are already being affected. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, Teal'c has an Ori ship coming in on sensors. Oh, yeah, by the way. That will be there in minutes. Um, in case there's not enough going on. Yeah. Uh, which is not enough time to try again. Even if Teal'c were to GTFO, they can't just leave the tiny gate here for the Ori to discover. Right, right. So fuck. So after Vala tries to tell Morgan Le Fay off a bit, <laughs> um, since she doesn't understand this whole ancient non-interfering thing, we get a lore dump. Oh, yeah. Yes, Morgan Le Fay and Merlin were rivals. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, shit changes over time. Yeah, you learn that there's bigger bad guys. Yes. And, or you just learn why. Mm -hmm. So when the Lanteans first got to Earth after they abandoned Atlantis, it was hard for them. Yeah. All these people on Earth were so primitive. Yeah. And... They could have just lived Not as they've been nearly living. pretentious enough <laughs> for the Lantians to get along. So they spread out. Some of them planted the seeds of civilization and tribes of men. Let's let's just unfucking pack that for a second. Yeah, no thanks. Well, but I I, I find that idea fascinating because there are so many legends and stories and everything, and in so many cultures about, you know men from the skies yeah so many of the oh well the only way they could have done this is with help from uh, other uh the building of the pyramids the well there's like there's that too but there are just there are just all these legends about these outsiders who came with new with with and you know a lot of them were just probably well the tribe a couple down have things down had figured out some new yeah tech but there are some that are, like, still unexplainable. 100%. Like the giant, uh, it's, like, in South America. Yeah. The, the drawings. The drawings in the, the ground. Yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe it was the Lanteans. 100%. And so I just like that all these different things were just the Lanteans coming down. I love it. I mean, they made an entire fake Indiana Jones movie about it. They did. They did. <laughs> um, Keyword. It, yeah. Fake. Uh, store brand. <laughs> Indiana Jones. We have strong feelings, not guys. The official brand. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people chose to make their way to the Stargate in Antarctica and move on to other planets. Mm -hmm. But there are many that lived in seclusion and in meditation. Both Morgan Le Fay and Merlin chose that route, and then they ascended. Yeah. And then thousands of years later, Merlin saw what the threat of the Ori really was. Mm -hmm. And he retook human form and he built a weapon. But he didn't just retake human form, he cheated, and he kept all of his ancient knowledge. And so, for the time, he was the most powerful being on the planet by far. Yeah. Multitudes of... I mean, because he was already the smartiest of smarties, and yeah. then he ascended. Yeah. And had that, like, level up. Yeah. And so, he was creating a weapon to wipe out insentient beings, in, in essence. 
So Morgan Le Fay was sent to watch over him mm-hmm. and if needed, stop him. It's one of those things where as Dana points out that like that was cheating, but they're yeah. like, Yeah, but we were but he already cheated. So we were So we were cheating to try to balance things. We were cheating the cheater. Which I find very interesting considering they're not cheating now to defeat the like Ori who are cheating. They should have been Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Ori are cheating too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Merlin worked in secret. He created a small circle of noblemen he could trust. Merlin and Camelot. I do love that Weir is 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 quick on the uptake oh, of yeah. all this information. Cause she's like, got it. Yeah. I I'm I'm well read. And Daniel asks, like, after doing everything in your power to stop Merlin, why do you now agree with him? Mm-hmm. Back on Odyssey, um, with no idea of if the Ori have Teal'c on their radar. They have to, to risk it. So Teal'c is going to fly in close to the small Stargate and cloak both of them. Yeah. And he has to shut down all of his extra systems and go radio silence. Hey, just go full hide on this action, Teal'c. It's a very tense moment. Yeah. He does seem like he rolls a net 20, though. He does do good hide. Turns out, back on Atlantis, mm-hmm. like, this, this was a learning program. Morgan hijacked it. Because the opportunity fit. She was really hoping they would just take the info and move on. Yeah. Looking at you, Daniel. And almost looks ashamed that she was caught. Yeah. And Daniel gets it. He knows the fine line the agents have to walk. But you know what? Daniel wants more. (laughs) Of course he does. And he knows the other agents are listening. And because Daniel is sick and tired of hidden clues and cryptic messages because the Ori are a threat and they're not just a threat to billions upon billions and billions billions of humans in this galaxy and non-humans as we've seen but they're also a threat to the ancients Mm -hmm. because when this entire galaxy is praying to the Ori who are they going to go after next? Yeah. And they're going to have all those other humans fueling them essentially. And Daniel thankfully will not be alive to see that war cuz he can't even imagine what it would be. Yeah, um I do love this moment cuz he really is just trying to appeal to the better nature of the ascended. And I love that in this moment, this negotiation, we're because Vala's like trying to be very confrontational. Yeah. And I like how clearly we're like, uh, Vala, that's not the best approach here. Yeah, like, back off. Vala, you're good at what you do, but this is what we're, we're, we're good at. Yeah. Like, this is what we do. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and, and Morgan says that if they interfere, they're no better than the Ori. And Daniel's like, yada, 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 yada. I get that's like a core tenant of your shit, but if you don't interfere then you're not here so what does it matter but like this is this isn't just helping one person like this is a lot bigger than that yeah and we see an Ori ship of course we do coming close to the Stargate into exposition and that's when SG-11 decides to relay the message about the Wraith hey I know you're trying to hide but let me yell into your radio (laughs) real quick and on the Odyssey McKay has finished the math he tells Cam to, uh, Cam's like, good, sit down and shut up for a bit. Yeah. And the engines on the ship, on the Odyssey, are working overtime 
just to try to keep their position because they're so much closer now to the black hole. In the hollow library, Morgan Le Fay knows he, look, he's like, I remember, you're speaking from the heart. I admired it when you were among us. Like, it's one thing you do real well, and, you know, I know it's shitty that you can't remember anything because we stole your memories. I do love the casual mention of the fact that he was a senator, yeah. and Weir's like, come again? <laughs> Give me more of this. Because unlike Cam, she doesn't read every report ever. Yeah. And Daniel wonders if that's what Morgan Le Fay is afraid of. Yeah. Of doing the right thing and then being punished. Yeah. And... She's like, she can't be the only ancient who realizes the Ori have altered things. Like, have che- are cheating the system now. Like, they have to join the fight at some point. Yeah. Um, we would hope. <laughs> we would hope. Yeah. Spoiler! No, they don't. <clears throat> no. The Ori ship is sitting right at the gate, but Teal'c risks it and breaks radio silence to get that message mm-hmm. to the Odyssey about the Wraith. And they're like, well, shit, now we have to back off the gate, we have to try to get our shields back up, um, we can see the Wraith has come out of hyperspace. Yeah. And it doesn't take long before the Wraith come in, open fire, still they don't see the Wraith on their sensors. They're just getting fired out of nowhere. Yeah, like, the, yeah they're the, like, what what, what the hell's happening all of a sudden? Sam realizes, no, 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 no. We actually have to go further into the black hole. Uh-huh. Like, Wraith literally have a high ground at this point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no... I, I have the high ground, Anakin. Sam's like, let's get crazy. I'm yeah. going full Sam mode uh-huh. now. Like, their shields are going to be just as effective as our shields, so mm-hmm. at least we'll be at even ground then. Yeah. And no, they're not going to be able to just fly back out their engines will not be able to just do a straight shot back out again right but they can slingshot around the black hole as 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 she's want to do she's going to use the power of things well what's fun is is cam is the one that suggests that because that is ben browder's move of farscape nice <laughs> since he does the final episode yeah so in the hollow library again daniel again pleads with morgan lefay for some concrete help. Yeah. He's like, maybe all that's needed is for one person to stop towing the line and just fucking cross the line. Maybe. Maybe that would be the... Yeah, he's trying really hard to persuade her, but she's not budging. It's like, you do one, and there'll be more people who follow. Yep. It's like Teal. And she insists that there's not enough people to back her. And she's like, please trust me. Like, you have your answer. Can you please just act on that? Just get out. And and they're like, fine. At least tell us which of these planets. Yeah. Well, this part sucks. And she, finally, she goes to tell him that Merlin's weapon is not. And at that moment, she fades away and Daniel realizes the others have stopped her. Dun, dun, dun. And they... You know, it's it's... It's her fault, too. Like, why did you have to say the long-ass sentence? You could have yeah. just yelled, yelled out the name of the planet. You 100%. Knew, Come on, Morgan. Well, we know Morgan's weapon is not. Is not what? Is not yeah. on any of those planets? Yeah. Is not... Is not a weapon? Is not real? Is yeah. not made of chocolate? You tell us. Um, but, but Danny realizes they will not be hearing from Morgan Le Fay again. Yeah. 
And Vala realizes why Daniel came back. Those people suck. Yeah. And again, we're just like, um, tell me more about this coming back thing. <laughs> so the Odyssey flies straight into the black hole. The ship is taking damage as they go. Sam tells Teal'c he has 20 seconds to get the fuck out of there. Because yep. they are about to destroy both gates. You're going to get in trouble. And outside Teal'c's ship, giant Ori ship. Yeah. So this the Odyssey flies... Straight to the accretion disk, starting to make a trail as it starts to arc around it. Everything on the bridge is slow-mo. Yeah, the slow-mo in the Explosions. black hole. Explosions. Yeah. Shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and the wraiths follow them in, because they're dumb. Yeah. And we see, eventually, the Odyssey quickly make a hard pass by the Stargate. And the wraith, just as they're in position, Sam beaves over the warheads. At the exact moment, two for one, blow up the hive ship, get the bombs close to the Stargate. On Teal'c's end, we see the energy come out of the Stargate, hit the Ori ship, because Teal'c lured it just at the right location. And also the Supergate co-whooshes into place, destroying the Ori ship as it does. Two ships, one gate. Yep. This is the part where And Teal just cool. watches with a smirk. Yeah. And he's watching done. the Ori be destroyed. It is done. Um that's it, the end. Everything's great. Okay, bye. No. Um, this the- is a really cool part though. This is like the fuck yes moment, like the Sam going full Sam Chaos moment. Yeah. Uh this is the part that I aim this is the feeling I aim to find in all of our D&D sessions, <laughs> where it's like, how do I just go f- hog wild yeah. and make this work? They they realize the Wraith ship is destroyed, and also the Stargate is active, and Teal'c radios in and is like, yeah, not only is the Stargate active, but that jump was successful. Oh, wait, and there's more? I'm awesome. Or I ship. Also, I'm Teal'c, and I'm awesome. We blew up an Ori ship. By destroying a rage. He ship. like kited them. Is that the right like when you like um uh, like to um so he harried he harried the Ori ship over the super gate. I don't know. Uh it's uh, it's like when you kind of like lure sure. the bad guy out. You allured uh, harried them. Um clearly as Tilk points out, a great victory. Yeah. And we end with Vala and Daniel looking out over the city at night on the balcony. Vala worries about Morgan Le Fay's punishment for doing what she thought was right. And hopefully it's going to be a punishment like, I will not interfere in the affairs of humans again 10,000 times. (laughs) Daniel doubts it. But look, we have the answer we came here for. Yep. Like, Vala's like, that's a victory. That's worth smiling about. But also... But also, Daniel realizes that they learned something else, too. Yeah. That they are alone. The Ascended ain't coming. There are the no reinforcements. The veil is not gonna, yeah, come no. help us. No. We're in this fight alone. Yeah. Yeah. And the, we fade out. Dun, dun, dun. The cavalry will not show. But now that they have the info, you know, Daniel and Weir have some time. Yes. <laughs> um, someone is staring at me creepily through our window. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, okay, now I need more of uh, more We're in Daniel time. Uh-huh. Um, I need to figure out what this Merlin's weapon is not. Finish the sentence. <laughs> How do we continue to attack Ori with Wraith? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because this could be one of two things, right? Either they kill each other or they like one of them like sucking the energy out of the other makes the other more powerful because they're both essentially parasites. Because we learned that the, in very different ways. Yeah, yeah. in different ways. Because yeah. we learned that the Ori need to live off of whatever it is that yeah. the humans give them. Yeah, and we know they basically that get high off human prayer. Yeah, whereas literally the wraith yeah. do that. So you either end up making love bugs, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they destroy each other. Yeah. So you either end up with one super villain, <laughs> or or two dead villains, or two dead villains. But is one supervillain <laughs> better than two regular villains? I don't know. Maybe it still is. Do I kind of want to see it happen? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, mostly I want to see... I just want some more weird in Daniel time. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a weird ship, but it's, you know, not as weird as Alenka and, and Vala, I guess. Which I'm kind of here I for now. I really, really like it. I'm here for that now. I'm really into it. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of ships on this show. Um, I haven't found anyone I like for Cam yet. But, you no. know, we haven't hooked Taylor up with anyone. We haven't. Yeah. I don't see Taylor and Cam. I mean, could? there's a shared love of their, of their, of, there's a shared respect for their grandmothers and history. I was going to say, you know, there's, yeah. They bond over that. There it is. starts there. They're both warriors. Yeah. They're both new to the teams. I see that as, like... Good times while they're they're there. I mean, that's all you really need. Yeah, oh yeah, but I'm like, uh, it's... Yeah, True. like, I think Zelenka and Vala has legs. Like, that, that has... Yeah, exactly. That's a lasting relationship. That there. could be a thing. We're in Daniel. Could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I... I then uh, again, if we're in Daniel hookup, we're made die. That... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. We're <laughs> we like you too much. But they here's the thing though. We're and Daniel end in divorce. It is definitely one of those relationships where they do Ulti- keep each other on their toes. Ultimately, they both are too. Um, what's the word? It's not ambitious. No. But both of them are, at the end, more driven by work than each other. Yes, 100%. And so it ends in an amicable divorce where it's like, I've just got a lot of shit to do, and so do you. Or it just ends in one of those where they stay married, but they're like, we're off doing our own thing. They don't even live on different galaxies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, That's that's kind of where it's just like, uh, yeah, I'm married. I haven't seen him in a year and a half, but we're totally married. We're totally fine about it. It's not a big deal. If I'm two plus, I'll die anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love this episode. I, I knew you would. I especially love the beginning of this episode. I can't wait for more. I hope there's more crossovers. I hope that these... I know that this is the last season for Stargate. SG-1, yeah. SG-1. Um, I hope that this continues and that there's some sort of handoff at the end. Okay. That's all I'm... That's all I know. That's all I'm predicting. Well, next episode is an Atlantis episode called Irresistible. And I will say, there is a guest star in this episode that you definitely know. Interesting. Yeah. And I will guarantee you, not any guest star you would ever guess. 
Interesting. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was telling uh, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse, this morning how it's getting really fucking hard not to watch the episodes, guys. <laughs> My favorite is you've been saying that for years. It's just getting harder and harder. And he goes, I am very impressed at your ability yeah. to not do it. I'm like... It's not an ability to do it. It's Nixie's holding my lemon. Yeah. Like <laughs> I have your lemon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I love that that's now vernacular in our life. <laughs> um, under threat of a of, under of, threat of, a of lemon. lemon. Yeah. Under threat of lemon, I won't do it. But okay, we're gonna go. We'll see you guys yes. next week with Irresistible. Until now, we love you. Thank you for being here. You know where to find us. On Twitter, we're at Terra Podcast. On Facebook, at There's No Place Like Terra. You can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Rate us, like, review us on Patreon. Nope, that's not it. That's fine, Find too. us on Patreon and rate us, like, review us where you find podcasts. On all your favorite platforms. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.